Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. I am Jason Gabrielli, Certified Financial Planner here at HFM Investment Advisors. And today, I want to talk to you about something we've already started getting quite a bit of questions and just general interest in. So we are sitting here. It's Friday, January 12th. And on January 10th, just a couple days ago, the SEC approved a Bitcoin ETF. And so obviously, we've in years past heard a lot about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin specifically. Calm down a little bit in the last year or two because their values calm down a little bit and it tends to fall out of the mainstream when things aren't going through the roof anymore. But that spurred renewed interest, I would say. And so what is so significant about this? If you are a technology, software, into tech person, if you wanted to buy cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, there's plenty of other ways to buy cryptocurrency. But for the average person, they were opening an account on some app or some place where they could load in money from their bank account and purchase cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And then they would hold them in the app or in that exchange as they were called. And now obviously that was fraught with some problems. You may have heard in the last year or two, some major, major issues with cryptocurrency exchanges. Sam Bankman-Fried, he just went to prison for a lot of years because he was basically defrauding investors. And what he was doing was he was holding people's cryptocurrency in his exchange that looked like a legitimate app, and it was, and it was one of the largest. But he was actually doing a lot of nefarious things behind the scenes. And because there's not a lot of regulation in the cryptocurrency world, which is something that is seen as a benefit by cryptocurrency people, unfortunately, that also means that people that want to live on the fringe or live on the edge can pretty much do whatever they want. And so that caused a lot of problems. But typically, when you buy up to this point, cryptocurrencies, you are going through an app or through a portal to an exchange, loading your money in from your bank account and buying those currencies. Biggest difference now is that in an ETF, which if you're not familiar with that, is similar to a mutual fund, which is basically a pooled fund of investor money where you can buy a share of this fund. And then the fund manager goes and buys shares of, in normal case of stocks and bonds, they're buying stocks and bonds in the fund. And as a share owner, you own a piece of that. But you can really diversify your money potentially with buying just a piece of a fund that owns thousands of things. So an ETF is similar to a mutual fund, except that it trades on an exchange all throughout the day. So it trades on the New York Stock Exchange or anything like that and trades throughout the day. It's a little different than a mutual fund, but same concept. You can buy it in a normal brokerage account. So you can buy it in your Charles Schwab account. You can buy it in your Fidelity account or probably your Robinhood account. Whatever it is, you can buy it through a mainstream brokerage account. That's what ETFs are. They allow you to buy through exchanges. So the significance of this Bitcoin ETF is that now you don't need a separate account. You don't need something special that is maybe not as regulated as some of the more established financial institutions, like I mentioned before, like a Charles Schwab or a Fidelity or any of those big brokerage houses. Now you can use the account that you have there already and you can buy 
an ETF that holds Bitcoins directly. So it literally just is going to be a fund where you buy shares of that ETF and then the manager goes and buys Bitcoin and holds it within the fund trust. And so this is a big deal, I guess, because it makes things a lot more accessible. So as I said, all of a sudden we've seen renewed interest and we've gotten questions from clients and people out in the community. Is this something I should do? Should I be investing in Bitcoin or crypto? Should I be buying this ETF? And so I want to dive into that a little bit today. And I want to right off the bat say, this is not about giving you specific advice on whether you should buy cryptocurrency or not or whether it's the best investment for your situation, because obviously everyone's situation is different. But as you can expect, right off the bat, like I said, January 10th, the SEC announced this approval of Bitcoin ETFs. And so on January 11th, the next day, funds from different providers were approved to be trading. And so you would expect to see a bump immediately in the price of Bitcoin. And that's exactly what we saw. So from the beginning of the day, January 11th, at 9.30, the price of Bitcoin was $46,298.50. So each Bitcoin is worth $46,298. In that trading day at 3 p.m., the height that it reached was $48,711. So that's an increase of just about $2,500, which I would say is roughly 6% just in a couple hours, which is not surprising because all of a sudden everybody gets hot on whatever the news of the day is. And this was the Bitcoin ETF. And so the price of Bitcoin shot up because demand shot up. And that's typically how the market works. When demand shoots up, you see prices go up. Now, today, just the day after that, so Friday, right now, when I printed this on the 12th, we are looking at $44,378. So I'm not here to kick Bitcoin and say, oh, look at that. It went way up and then it went way down further than it was when it started on the day when this all was announced. But not what I'm here to do, but just to show you that you see a quick bump just from news, just from people saying, now all of a sudden we can do this and we can buy this thing. So a lot of people did. A lot of people went into that asset class. But what I want to talk to you about mostly today is how to think about anything like a Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency or even individual stock holdings or NFTs. Those were a thing a couple of years ago. Anything that seems to come on and be this hot thing that everybody wants, how to think about investing in those within the scope of your entire investment strategy and your investment portfolio. And the reason that this is important is because the first thing you need to decide when you're an investor and when you're building an investment portfolio for yourself for the long term, if you are investing in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I don't care how old you are, you are a long-term investor. Because even if you're in your 80s, if you have a pool of money to invest, it's going to be yours for a while, but then eventually it's going to go somewhere else. It's going to be the next generation. So that long-term investment horizon is always there. And so when you think about building a long-term portfolio, you have to think to yourself about what qualifies even as an investment. And so right off the bat, one of the things that we typically think about as a qualifier for a true investment that's worthy of being put in a portfolio that's built to reach goals, it must create value. So what does that mean? Well, stocks create value. Companies literally create things out of nothing, out of ideas. They implement them and they create profit. They create dollars out of nothing. Even bonds create value because they pay interest. It's money you didn't have before that was created by the underlying thing. The thing with cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, whatever it is, it's really not that much different than gold or commodities or anything like that, where it is a store of value, not a creator of value. So what that means is if you put a dollar in that thing, five 
months from now, five years from now, whatever it is, that dollar is only going to be worth as much as somebody else is willing to pay for it. It didn't grow because value was created. It just changed in value because people wanted it more or they didn't and it went down. It's purely based on how much people want something in that given moment. It doesn't create any value. And not to say that that doesn't have a place, this all goes back to the idea that I feel like some people look at investing as a get-rich-quick scheme or it's something they can get a big hit on. And is it possible? Sure. I mean, there's plenty of people that got incredibly wealthy in the cryptocurrency markets years ago. But a lot of it has to do with timing. A lot of it has to do with luck. Sometimes it has to do with just not even something that's legal, like what you saw with the gentleman I mentioned before. So it's important to just consider that when you think about long-term investment and your portfolio in general, you want to think about things that create value. That's why we most often see investments in stocks, bonds, real estate, things like that in long-term portfolios, because that is what creates wealth over long periods of time. Where does it have a place? If you're dead set on investing in something like individual stock holdings or Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or the Bitcoin ETFs that you're seeing now being available, you have to think about it the same way you'd think about gambling, honestly, is if you want to take a small piece of your portfolio and you feel like you need to scratch that itch and buy something like that and just roll the dice and hope that it's going to double or triple or quadruple in value, go for it. But where people get in trouble is putting too much in there. And they say, oh, this is the future. This is where I need to be. That's where you get in trouble. And I just remind people that the entire total market capitalization, which is the value of the entire thing. So the total value of the market capitalization in cryptocurrencies is a couple hundred billion dollars. To contrast that, the total market capitalization of all of these stocks that are out in the entire world is like $90 trillion. So it is vastly different. The stock market as a whole is substantially larger than the cryptocurrency market. Will that stay that way forever? I have no idea. But right now, that is important consideration. Anytime you go to overweight something, which means you own it more than would make sense by market capitalization, you should have a good reason, something that's backed by evidence and backed by data. And of course, with cryptocurrencies and now with these Bitcoin ETFs, we have no data for Bitcoin ETFs because it's brand new. Having that overweight, you're really just rolling the dice and you're hoping that you're going to get that home run. And again, for a small portion of your portfolio, just for fun, a couple thousand bucks, whatever, knock yourself out. Have a good time with that. Just be careful when it comes to putting a large sum of your wealth or a large sum of your long-term portfolio, your retirement, whatever it is, into anything like that, that is truly just a store of value, not a creator of value. And it's just going to go up and down based on how much somebody wants it or doesn't want it out in the market. We're going to end real quick on this. I did a lot of Googling, did some research for this episode. And one of the things that came up was a CNBC article where they interviewed Anthony Scaramucci, who of course was the Trump administration. He's a character. He's definitely a personality out in the world. I think what I'm trying to say here pretty much is all summed up in what he said. He said, I think Bitcoin will probably see its all-time high at the end of the year and is likely going to go through its all-time high by the end of the year. And when asked about the price, he said, could Bitcoin be $100,000, which is a little more than double over the next year? I do believe that. So sounds pretty convincing. He sounds pretty, but then he immediately followed that with the caveat but I've been wrong so many times before. <laughs> and so uh, I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he added that because so many prognosticators, whether it's about Bitcoin or crypto or the stock market or the economy, 
they say their forecasts with such gusto and such confidence that the average person thinks they really haven't figured out and they have like some crystal ball. The reality is they do not. And so you can make these forecasts and you can be enthusiastic and full of hope for this new asset class, this cryptocurrency. But at the end of the day, you don't want it to cloud your judgment for the long-term and for your long-term portfolio. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. If you are not yet a subscriber, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. That way you will get our newest episodes all the time and you will know when we have a new episode uploaded and you'll be the first one to listen to it. It's a big deal. You want to be first. Thanks again for your time today and we will see you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.